everyone, and welcome to our ninth episode of Raw Dog in It with Sarah and Gita. And we're currently recording our podcast episode on a bus in Arizona. And we have another very, very, very special guest. That was now when I say hello. Yeah, yeah, now is your time. You're show. really, really great at that. You know, you have a great introduction to a podcast. Thank you. Yeah, I think I'm, I'm impressed. This is Roger Blonder. Um, I am on the bus. <laughs> Period. <laughs> yeah. I'm a teacher at the school where these graduating student. Do you want to be known as students? Um, I mean, they know. I think they know who me. They know. Who, We're pretty. We this know. could blow up, though. You never know. Yeah. All right. Here we go. Yeah, okay. we, we made so, it to Wait, six. are you... How come you didn't introduce yourself? Yeah. Oh, it's Gita. See, I uh-uh. thought it would be, like, you and then you and well, then Well, because... It, it sometimes is. Got it. Yeah. Um, it changes. But we actually got 60 listens today. Yeah. Is this dead air now? Like, are people going, when are they going to get to it? What do you um, mean? I don't no. know. Like, whatever our topic is, or... Um, this little banter at the beginning is well, reasonable. That's kind of like our thing. We, we kind of... It's, it's, oh, this is the raw dog in it. It's yeah. Just, it's very organic. And there's, you know... Well, we were thinking of a theme, but then we just started talking, and then we are like, let's just record. Thanks for initiating me into the podcasting world. It's my first podcasting experience. And, Ever? Yeah, well, listening, but I don't... Um, I've... I listened to a podcast about how to do it, how to make a podcast. Really? And I signed up for an account, and I've written twelve introductions to podcasts, and I've thought of organizing episodes, but I could never seem to like just commit and just do it. Well, look at look at you now. Well, well now you now you're committing. Now yeah. you're doing it. I'm on, I'm on and yours. it's not, not even that hard. Just, no, it's simple. It's, it's, yeah. it's definitely easy, but it, it's, it's just if you overthink. Yeah, yeah. You got to use your mind, power of the mind, to get yourself to do it, which is hard. The listeners don't know that we had discussed possibly talking about power. Yeah, exactly. Because yesterday we are on our third day of the trip. Question mark. Third day. And we went to House of Jump, and it was quite a fun time. And we were talking about the tightrope. And how you have to use your mind. Oh, see, I got distracted. My mind got oh. distracted looking out at this landscape because right now we're kind of in Arizona in a place with, like, look at that rock. He's like, it's like somebody set that up. Look at that. Yeah, it's, it's like a, a little really pedestal great. with like a mushroom kind of thing on yeah, top. Yeah, we went Those to are it. mushrooms. Look at that mushroom rock. <laughs> oh my God, it's a total mushroom. Crazy. Oh, we better be careful. We don't want to talk about mushrooms on a school trip. <laughs> <laughs> So. Power of the mind. Power of the mind. Yeah. I think circles back around, doesn't it? It does. Yeah. Rocks so. are circles, and they are circles. So, mind. Slack line. What were we talking about? Slack. That was. That's what it was called. The, the thing that you were talking about that I interrupted to talk about the landscape. We were we were watching people. Oh, yeah. On the slack line, which was like the little tightrope thing at the house yeah. of Chuck. And we were trying to figure out what was happening like why I don't know what would it take to get across because we were watching the people and everybody was falling off and some people seemed to be more in their mind and like Yael seemed to have like this concentration and this grace and then when her body kind of turned sideways then she just jumped off and other people were just way more in their body just go 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 like they thought about it a little bit and then Gabi was 
trying to put it all together and I had do we want to like rehash last night yeah yeah I said to Gabi I can see that you're really thinking about it you're committed in your mind and your your intention is there in your mind but you have to move the intention of your mind to your body you have to I don't know if I said the word physicalized. It's all about the balance. Mm-hmm. It's about the ba- well. I think that the challenge it. with that slackline thing was that it wasn't. If it was when when people tried to balance that they couldn't balance. Yeah. So you have to first, I guess, maybe achieve some balance in your your mind and your body, and then just go, commit, and go, and just trust that your body is going to do what your mind wants it to do, and that. You can't like pause. And I don't think so. It's like you ever, do you ever like rock hop across a river? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't usually go on rivers, but yeah. But if you've done it, do you try to like stop on each rock? Yeah. yeah. Does that work? Um, Sometimes. Maybe. See, I think you have to just go. Wait, to see it. You have no, to just trust that you're. You're going to know how to walk, and you're going to know how to go from rock to rock to rock, and you just go. But if you try to stop, then maybe it's not going to work so well. Yeah. Seems like we're kind of at a dead spot. No, in no I, no, no. <laughs> Actually, silence can be kind of powerful. Let's be silent. <laughs> oh, oh, no, the podcast. The phone fell. It's okay. So I think about the rock thing, like I went to Yosemite with a friend of mine and we were like climbing these rocks in this river and you know, I felt more confident in my ability to climb these rocks and get across and I was the one who ended up falling. Well everybody fell, you fell pretty hard. On, no, no, oh, on the rocks. no, on the rocks. Oh, so the slack and the slackline, I also rock. fell on that yeah. pretty hard. We had some rough slackline tries, yeah. um, but the rocks. So she, she was the nervous one. She was waiting for somebody to help her. She was standing on these like quite dangerous rocks, but I was the one who ended up plummeting like half my leg and into she made the water. It? She made it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so what do you attribute that? Are you asking? Me? Um, yeah, that's what I was going to ask you about. Um, well, I think we talked last night a little about confidence. That's that's what came up. Like, yeah. if you have confidence in yourself, I think you, I think you said confidence. Well, because I, I was relating it to the fact that having... That having this confidence is all about positive... Um, having a positive mindset because to do the tightrope or what is it slack line i think it's called a slack okay yeah whatever the house of jump rope rope you you need to have a balance over your mind and body but to do that because watching everyone not have confidence to cross it because everyone could have but it's once you lose the trust in your body then you're going to fall. And that's what happens to everyone when they start walking. And so I think you have to have a positive mindset to do it, which means you have to have a positive way of thinking. Well, you, you added, I think it was you or maybe it was me or maybe it was us together that somehow, but, but you said, so then you said 
you liken that to loving yourself. Oh, yes. Because I, I feel that clearly so many people doing the tightrope don't trust themselves. And so that leads to a negative thought process. Being like, I can't do this. I'm going to fall. Yada, yada. But if we had the mindset of, I can do this and tell... But also doing the action while you're telling yourself this. But that's my point. With The Rock, with my friend, I had that mindset. I was getting across. I wasn't stopping. But what about your body? It wasn't stopping, like Mr. Blonder said. Like, I was doing what I had to do to get across. And I still was the one who fell in. So maybe there are factors outside of your mind and body. Reality itself. And the environment. I I think if you get too confident then it's bad I think that was my downfall the fact that I not I feel like there's a difference in believing and knowing like if you believe you can get across I think that will ultimately help you get across but if you know you're gonna get across I think you're gonna misstep because I'm taking I'm listening to what you're saying and then I'm taking it to another more kind of philosophical realm thinking about life and you know it's it's one thing if you're talking about crossing the river but if you see life as the river and how much about just kind of getting by in life is about knowing that you're going to do it and having faith that it's going to work out like earlier today you were at a, a, in a state of you know a bit of anxiety about oh my god what's going to happen with the river what's going to happen with the water am i going to get wet or is my stuff going to get wet and how do i how am i going to manage this and rather than just kind of having a certain faith that whatever was going to happen was going to happen and okay so if you fall in the river you fall in the river or if your stuff gets wet it gets wet like it was not about going with the flow in those moments so so there's something kind of like that metaphor of the river and life and yeah. when you're flowing in it and when you're hopping across it and, and how you trust in a process it makes me think of I learned from Benny Ferdman who was the founding art the director of the arts department at our school and he, and, and he taught me that the Hebrew word for artist is uh, Oman and it's the same root as Emunah which is faith so the artist is the person who has who has faith that might mean that you jump into your painting and you just kind of know that okay where this is going to go it's going to go and you have to develop Maybe you have to develop, depending on the kind of painting you're making, depending on the kind of life that you're living, skill in certain areas, but and to develop foundations. But maybe you also have to just be willing to hop across the rocks and, and be okay if you're going to slip and fall in and not have that kind of fear. And, uh, and maybe that's how we manifest. Or, I don't know, maybe reality is manifested based on our approach to life that way. So if we trust ourselves and move forward and, and are willing to, you know, not stay on the sidelines and jump in or go into the water or go into the rocks or try the slack line without fear and with loving yourself, then... Yeah. I'm going with the flow. But. Yeah. I, th- I think it's definitely like 
hard, especially being this age and like having like trust in yourself to do stuff. And because I feel like a lot of us like we we want control and we want to have that. And so like when something doesn't isn't in our control, then it's scary and it you lose this like you just automatically go to like the worst possible scenario. Well, that age and this age, yesterday I texted my daughter Noah, who is closer to your age, she's going to be 20 next month, and, and uh, or and I called her when we were at Ruby's on that stop, and I'm like, hey, I'm just calling to say, you know, hi, whatever, and, um, and then I don't hear for a little while, and then I get a text that says, I'm so sorry, and I'm like, what are you sorry about? Did you burn the house down? And, and then still no reply, and I'm like... No. Is like the house what's going on? Yeah. Like what? Why isn't she replying? And then, mm-hmm. and then, and I go spinning out of control. I'm like, yeah. oh no, she's been having these terrible headaches. What if she couldn't take it anymore? Like I go yeah. right to the worst mm-hmm. possible scenario. Something's off. Once she's apologizing for killing herself or yeah. something, and I'm like, this is horrible. Like so, then I text Renee. I'm like, hello, are you okay? You know, she's not replying, and I'm all getting worked up. So I tell her, I text Renee. You know. Um, Noah, she's not there. My mind's kind of going out yeah. of control. And then Noah calls. Like she's like, "Oh, sorry, I was talking to Sarah's mom." And like, "Oh, I was just saying sorry because I was like talking to her mom or whatever." Yeah. Like, don't say to me, "I'm so sorry," because yeah, like and then you know where I go. In the dark. And so she had, and she apologized about that. <laughs> yeah. That's different, but that's a story. Oh, well, you're also a parent. Yeah. So. But uh, so how did di- so how different is it when? Like, it seems like there's more at stake. The question marks about where your life are going, where your life is going. It's different to be, like, asking yourself, oh, no, what am I going to do? Then ask yourself, oh, no, what have I done? Yeah. You know, did, right. I, did I make the right moves by doing this? What if I had taken that job? What if I hadn't sold that stock? What if I had bought that one? Like, there's all these. So life It's so is, hard to, like, not live life with all the what ifs. Because it's like, I don't know, I feel like what your life is already like set in stone and I feel like whatever is going to happen is going to happen but it's so hard because I feel like personally I'm always like what if I did this or I didn't do this or if I did this but I think I have a hard time living in the moment and just letting life happen I, I think I have a hard time with things that aren't temporary like knowing that this is going to be stuck forever and there's no reversing it there's no changing it like I'm screwed I have to make the right decision and so like I don't you know like picking colleges or whatever like that's not a temporary decision made like you've affected your future it's also like hard because it's like you don't you don't know what you're gonna like in like a couple years so it's like how are you supposed to like pick a school like for your future self like it's such a like hard and weird process that we like all have not like everyone because everyone has different like paths but it's a weird it's a weird thing that like we we grow up and we're so dependent on like parents or like guardians that take care of us and raise us and then it's like bye see you later like you're thrown out into the well this this you know this fear that 
what if I make the wrong decision? Was there a better way to go? Which path should I take? And and, this, and again, the stakes seem so high. But for what it's worth, I, I don't. I don't. There's more mushroom rocks. <laughs> so many. Just a reminder that we're still in the road, and there's all these mushroom rocks outside. And, it's really kind of, and like, look at that line of trees. Yeah, it's probably a windbreak. In the mountains. Somebody lives in that little box. True. I always wonder how people could um, like how live someone, so far away like from others. How does someone get to that point where they're like, I'm going to live there? That's a choice for sure. You know, actually, I've but just... But is that a bad choice or a wrong choice? No, or, I, I, mean, I have this great story just, that Sarah absolutely hates. It's because she tells it so often. I'll tell wrong. it the way you want me to tell it, okay? Is it going to be on um, every episode of the podcast? No. no. Um, but... The story basically goes that the, uh, my dad was listening to a podcast, and the the, the podcaster's whole shtick was that it's. <laughs> I really don't you know want to tell it the way you tell. Okay, you know, just tell it. The I'll way. tell it the way I like to tell yeah, it, and okay? then I'll tell you why I hate the way she tells it. Okay. Okay. Cool. So basically, the podcaster was telling the story of two boys who were like in Canada, and they were like found. I don't know which city. I'm just going to say Toronto. It wasn't Toronto. I don't know which big city in Canada. They, can it be from. Ottawa? Yeah, it can be Ottawa. Right. Is that a big city? Yeah. Okay. Do you like that French one better speaking, then? Though. Okay. French speaking? It's a little it, more exotic. It's a little more exotic. Okay. Sure, yeah. These two boys were found in the middle of Ottawa, like just lost, stranded, confused. And, you know, it's a, it's a loving community. Saskatchewan in Canada? It sounds like it should be Saskatchewan. You know, it's, it's a big your city. Desires. I'm just trying to paint the picture here. Okay, okay. I'm gonna stay with Ottawa. Um, okay. And I'm gonna think it was Saskatchewan. Fine, I'll and say I'll Saskatchewan. just keep listening to the annoying story. Sorry. Thank <laughs> Saskatchewan. Okay. Yes. And because they have a big hockey community and like they're very nice, Canadians are nice. Whatever. A group of people approaches them. It's this hockey mom. She's like, oh, I like take care of kids who are abandoned, like, come with me, like, in not creepy way, like, in a loving, oh, in, in a loving, caring, trying to help way, and so, they stay with this, like, hockey mom, who also takes care of, like, I don't know if they were foster kids or abandoned kids, some, it was a group environment, and basically, they were telling her this whole story about how they, they were raised off the grid completely away from everybody else they didn't know what the internet was they had they lived off the land like whatever and one day they kind of just explored out and, and found what was it Sus- I'm back to Ottawa because the hockey park right? okay Ottawa <laughs> we've changed the destination <laughs> and so um and found Ottawa like and the the the, the woman's a little confused, like, were they abused, were they, like, what's going on, and their story's not being clear, like, it's getting kind of, like, muddled, and it's obvious that they, they weren't raised off the grid, because they didn't know, they weren't confused with computers, or technology, or how to get around, and so their, their, their story slowly starts to dissolve, and, and eventually, she's just like, okay, what, I know, I, I know this is a lie. What are you doing here? What is this? And it turns out that they were raised in California, like Southern California, and that 
the younger brother wanted to be like it's basically a raw vegan like he only wanted to eat fruits and vegetables and he was getting too skinny and his parents were just like this is unhealthy for you like you can't do that so he ran away from home and the older brother I guess like didn't have a job didn't have his own phone fell once again um the old yeah Yeah. the older brother didn't have much of a life the parents were getting kind of mad so he left and found his younger brother so it was all this i guess he was also doing the fruit vegetable thing story's a little muddled in my brain but the whole point of the pod the whole shtick of the podcaster was that us as a society, us as humans in big towns, big cities, whatever, have an obsession with people who live off the grid. Like, we get weirdly intrigued by it. We get weirdly obsessed with it. Like, once she heard that they were off the grid, she was like, oh, what? Like, it was more interesting. And, like, this whole story was just exposing how, like, us as a society kind of, like, have this weird obsession with people who live off the grid. And I guess I thought of that because, like, we're sitting here thinking, like, who would live in the middle of nowhere in Arizona with no access to nothing? Like, I feel like we all think it and we all get kind of intrigued by it and, like, confused and questioning. Like, everybody. I think everyone on this bus would think that. Okay, so... Personally, why I think this story just annoys me is that I think you, you can just start off with that. Why? Wants, why do you, that's the best part of the story? You need to save it for last. But it's like with the great part. I don't. Yeah. I think she should intro that because it's like, okay, we like what are, like I feel like we need the. But then the the story is no longer interesting. Like two guys lied about being off the grid. Well, I think that the, the bigger picture here, and I think what's what we're kind of modeling in this conversation is, you know, jumping into an unknown, meandering kind of a world here. Okay, let's do a podcast. What are we going to talk about? Let's do this. Let's do that. Do we yeah. have faith? Are we going to talk about the power of the mind? Oh, there's mushrooms in the forest, in the, in the field. Oh, some <laughs> guy lives out there. You know, and, I'm, and I had started to, to get to something about... Had some little bit of wisdom or something about how that gets to the college piece again because you know you you have certain like landmarks in your life yeah. you have landmarks in the river oh there's the big boulder like if you're doing the rapids they they're named you know like the, if you're if you're running a river we're just coming off of a river we came up on horseshoe bend but this wasn't one with like named rapids but there's like a named part of the river we started at one place we go to the to the horse around the horseshoe bend we ended at the whatever ferry ferry's landing or whatever it was called lee's ferry or something and and i could i could say from in in my life experience obviously i was you know concerned probably not as much as you are about you have a lot a lot more um, awareness of different possibilities and different schools and different kind of potential futures. When I was in school, it was like, well, I'm probably going to go to UC school because I have the grades for that. And we weren't really looking at private schools because we didn't think about scholarships and money. It was like, 
my parents didn't think, oh, why don't you apply to this school and we could go get money for that from someplace else and yeah. take loans or whatever. So it was like, no, the school's affordable. And, and when I applied, you could only apply to one UC school. And if you didn't get into the one you applied to, you were redirected to another. It was the last year of applications like that. And I would have applied to... Do you think that is, like, better? Well, it it, it caused... It, it kind of determined my fate in a certain way because, like, I knew I was going to go to UC school because if you had the grades, you would go to the UC school. And I didn't... And my SATs weren't great, so I... I didn't think I'd get into UCLA or Berkeley, and I didn't want to get redirected. If I had applied to one of those, then they would have redirected me to Riverside or, you know, some other school. And I wanted to be, I didn't want to, you know, no, there's obviously no problem with Riverside, but I was like, well, San Diego's good. We used to go there on vacation as a kid. And I saw a little presentation. They should, at my school, they had college night, like I went to the, Berkeley, the UC Santa Barbara, and the UC San Diego. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, you could maybe get a view of the ocean from the dorm if you, yeah. if you, if you're in that building. And so I'll apply to UC San Diego because I liked going on vacation there as a kid. And I'll sign up for this management science because it has something to do with business. And maybe what I want to do will have something to do with business. And and then I get there and and it's like I don't know what the hell I'm studying. Like I'm having to do all this mm-hmm. general ed stuff. I took anthropology. I really like that but I wasn't going to do anthropology because why would you do that but business was like management science it was called management science and that seemed like it would you know it it, it was all like calculus and statistics and all these things but walking across the campus one day these guys handed me this brochure for the festival of animation and I ended up going oh this looks kind of cool you could go to the museum in La Jolla and see the show and there's like all these little icons of or little not icons little uh, like thumbnails on the brochure and it's like oh that looks kind of cool and who would have known that like that's what I got out of going to UC San Diego not anything that I studied in management science which they changed the name to quantitative economics and decision sciences and I have no idea what the hell I studied and I didn't have much of a meaningful social life because there wasn't like a wasn't a party town or anything like we wanted we figured oh we could turn it into whatever we want but like you know drinking a beer in your dorm room or whatever wasn't going to really turn it into a party school <laughs> it was like <laughs> drinking a beer in a dorm room and um and so uh but it took me till like the very end of school to to realize oh i want to learn more about animation and stuff like that so so you you kind of commit to whatever you commit to and then you go into it and you can sit there and having have regrets all the time but your life is always unfolding like this pod like this conversation is unfolding and and maybe it's going to be a smooth ride for somebody like maybe somebody's going to want to listen to this maybe somebody's not some people are you know mostly people are going to want to listen because obviously like they know they know you and so they you know it's like you're doing this thing and, and but doesn't really matter that much because like you've committed to doing a thing and you're putting it out there and and one thing leads to the next and and you flow and sometimes you fall in the river and sometimes you you know ride the current i'm looking at weeby over there and he he's like a river guide you know and 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 uh, i went on one like rapids river trip and the person didn't know what the hell they were doing and so everybody kept falling off the boat and and i remember saying to my daughter okay like 
just like they told the, the woman the one bit of advice that she had was like okay if you fall in kind of cross your arms over kind of lay on your back and you'll you'll flow through the rapid and then you'll be at the clear part on the other side so all right your stuff gets wet you fall in the river you're probably not going to drown maybe you are maybe you're going to get dragged under and your most head's going to get smashed on a rock but most likely not <laughs> Like the house of jump thing. Like I walk around that place, I'm like, oh my god, everybody's gonna fall. Everybody, like yeah. we're leaving here. There's gonna be broken heads, and, bro and sure enough, a couple people are hobbling around today. You know, injured. Some people are feeling their bruises, and they're, you know. But for the most part, everybody's okay. Little kids run around. They don't crack their heads open on like, you know, every corner that you know that yeah. you can get paranoid about, and and that's life. So. It's a little off from the power of the mind and manifesting your reality, but I guess the first step is to just know that you're in the flow. Yeah. We are the river. Yeah. Yeah. I have in this poem that I wrote, Truth from the Sky, as you freely flow down the river of your life, let the current carry you through realms of joy and strife. Know you're not alone in the world through which you roam. So suffer not from loneliness and do not forsake your home. Remember you are special and your life is not to waste. Be cautious of temptations and the poisons you might taste. And should illness fall upon you from mistakes made in your zeal, remember you shall grow and learn over time and you shall heal. Try not to live your life in a hasty mental hurry. Take it one day at a time to dispel all of the worries. As you seek and you question, you'll find there's so much more to learn. And if true to your conviction, you'll gain all for which you yearn. Uh, something... You wrote that? Yeah, wait, I gotta finish the one. All for which you yearn. So, um... I don't remember, um... As you seek your question, find some... I don't know, follow your words from this... Follow the words of this note from above and... Live, live by the words of this note from above and follow your heart. Let it lead you to love. Snaps for... Wow, I got snaps on the podcast. <laughs> That's truth from the sky. A part of truth from the sky. Wow. Okay, that was deep. Yeah. I feel like, um, you know, going with the flow. It's such like, um, it's a really, like, hard, like, it's been easier been said than done. Not, not only that, it's just, like, it's not just a mindset, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you really gotta put it out there you really gotta practice it because you can like think it all you want but it's all about the action but when you get into a position where it's like oh like what would you rather do in this situation like where would you like where like you're in a group setting and everyone's arguing and like you're arguing too because you want to get what you want and that's no longer going with the flow because now you're like causing well sometimes there's kind of churn you know like when you're going with like a river like this that we were just in it's like float you know the current's going pretty smooth and and the only extra you feel is if another boat comes by but if you're in the rapids you know like it's there's like you know it's like a washing machine it's not clean it's not messy it's like and and if you're if you're the water well, then the water, like, is moving. But we're not the water. We're, like, in the water. And so, like, we're getting knocked around. So how do you become the water? Well, that's what I'm saying. I think you need to 
So are practice. we the animals in the water? Are we essentially the fish? The fish? Well, the fish know the rivers, so the fish are... No, we're the humans that are sometimes on a boat, and sometimes hopping over rocks, and sometimes falling in, and sometimes float, floating, and usually not even aware of the fact that we're in it, and just being stressed out, you know, and not accepting that it's moving, and it's flowing, and it's fluid, and, you know, because when, when we start going like, oh my god, what's happening up ahead? What's happening? You know, is my stuff going to get wet? Yeah. Am I going to bring the stuff? What do I do? How do I plan for it? Then we're kind of like going with the flow is probably all right. You know, when you're on this kind of an organized, structured kind of a trip, they told you to be at breakfast. Then they're telling you go on the boat, on the bus. And then they're telling you, you know, we're on our way to this next place. And having like kind of the faith that somebody's going to probably tell you what's the next piece. But that, that's like how, that's how life feels. Like, I feel like even with school, it's like this, you wake up, drive to school, go to school, go to class, class. Then you have your bonus, then you have class, then you have class, then lunch, then, then class, then school's over, go home, repeat. And like, that's how it feels. That's not life, that's school. That's a structured, contrived, orchestrated reality that you're about to come out of, which will create... On one end, and that's the point of like college, that college becomes kind of the next phase of that where you have a little bit more freedom, you're going to make your schedule, you're going to be able to say, oh, if I do this, I don't have to have class on Tuesday and but Thursday how, and Friday. How do we go from the structured life to just the flow? It's, it's well, the structure, there's all, read, oh, you know, all the places you'll go, that's how you do it. We're talking about that right. yesterday. Because there's the waiting place. Is it called the waiting place? That, you know, you you don't... Right now, you know that you are... Well, you have a certain expectation about what's coming next. Who knows? Life can throw like a, throw a loop and then all of a sudden, you know, you're not doing what's next. But you do your best to plan for, for the next thing, which for you is probably whole bunch of things coming up that are planned you know fun things and finishing up school things and then a summer and then the emotional you know kind of challenge of taking stock of your life as you pack up a bunch of things to go to the next chapter if you're going to go to a college and then, and then they'll take care of a whole lot of stuff for helping you along and you'll be in a structured environment and you'll do the things that you need to and so you got a number more years if you're going to that game and then you get out of it and then you and then you yeah, it's so different for so many people so for, for some people they very few people that I know said this is what I want to do and they set up their mind they knew career they wanted to have and they, and they just stuck with boom, it boom, boom, boom. yeah look at my brother-in-law who's like a sports broadcaster and, and he's very successful doing that and he knew when he was like 12 when I first met him how to be sports broadcaster. Just everything in his life he did to become a sports broadcaster. And he manifested that. And it didn't hurt that he was really, really smart and motivated and had the right, you know, just temperament and look and all that stuff. Look at, look at that. Little, 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 little cave. Little cave. Tunnel. Like, how, how could you even get there? Like, it's a tunnel under the... 
they built the road, it's probably they probably had to do it for but the like water runoff. No, it's just the water. It, like they had to like leave so the water will flow down. But like who? Well, who built the whole road? Oh, now we're getting to the metaphor on another level. Who like builds how, the road? How, who how creates the, the structure? Like how, how did everything happen? Everything you're saying, I'm hearing as a metaphor for life. How so. this just plop? Like because somebody said, hey, we got to get down there for gold or for money or to exploit the land in some way. Same reason that, yeah, I mean, look at the, the metaphor that, why did somebody put the college together? Why did somebody say, do this step, then this step, then this step, and build your mind in this way? And maybe they're the system that they built, to, they, maybe the system that the collective of humanity that patriarchy or, or the capitalist economy that said we need to exploit and grow and build and you know control you know and that's part of the world that we're all living in and the world that you're going into in school because why you need to figure out what you're going to do because you're going to have to figure out what your career is going to be and you're going to but these things like look, I never planned for a half a second that I would be a high school teacher yeah. And I and I and every time and you'd I say be talking it, on a podcast, impossible on a bus to even imagine. In Arizona, I was going to be super rich because I was going to whatever I was going to do was going to have something to do with business, and I was going to and I was you know pretty bright and pretty successful, and but I didn't plan getting in this car accident that knocked me around and then seeing animated films and then my desperation writing poetry to take me from the dark to the light and then imagining those poems and directing my life to go to school for that and then and then you know they asked me to be the TA and then that leads for somebody else to ask me to teach something else and, and there were a whole bunch of other different little jobs and things and and then it's like well okay here I am now and students always say like what are you doing here and I'm like well I'm here now I don't know what I'm doing next but this is where I still am now and, um, but it's no, it's what, that's what the journey is about. Like, we don't know where we're going. We trust that somebody built this road and that the person driving the bus is like going to get us to this next stage. And now we just keep doing it on this. And now we're doing it well because we're talking about it and you're thinking about it. And, you're, and it's happening. Confident. You're manifesting it. Even the podcast. Yeah, it's true. I mean, like, I feel like we really like. It's crazy how it all like happened yeah. from nothing. Because like, like there are so many times where I thought like, oh no, this isn't gonna work out. This is just a stupid idea I had with a friend. But like, put in the work, and it happened. You know what I mean? Like I kept going like. There are definitely times where I doubted that we would even, like, get this out, get this published, get this done. But then I was just like, no, like, this is, like, going to happen. This is something fun. This is cool. Like, it's worth our time. See, that's the key. The fun and cool and worth your time. Yeah. That's the key. Because if you can be there with it and committed to it for those reasons, that's the stuff. Yeah. And that's probably the reason that I don't do it. Because, yeah. possibly because of the, it's not the... It's not the failures that I've had, or maybe it is. It's that when you have a certain plan for how things are going to work out and they don't work out, and that happens time and again, which it, which it does, then 
then sometimes maybe you or maybe I end up saying like, well, I really have to know who my market is. I really have to know, like, what am I going to name the thing? Like, yeah. is it my name? Is it some other clever name? Is it Poemation? And I'm doing my poems. Is it Observatory? And I have that in there. Is it Organima? Because I thought of that name, you know, which is like Raj or Anima Soul. Like, you know, and, and so then I end up like stuck. Like, so then just, maybe like, it's stuck just by not it. the right time. And, yeah, but maybe. And maybe this is becoming more yeah. the right time. Yeah. Because like I feel like it wasn't the right time for us either. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like we made it the right time. Because yeah. we had other things going. This was like, I was like, oh, we should do this as our capstone. But Sarah already had a capstone. Yeah. So that was out of the picture. And so I had to find my own capstone. And then we also, up on top of that, had to make time to meet each other and do this. Yeah. Well, and then the next level from here, which is where people can stumble as well, is like, okay, well, what do you have to do to make it better? Mm-hmm. You know, probably you should have a microphone. Probably it should be recorded on a bus. Probably it should, there <laughs> should be some actually, editing. Probably well, you, you should have a plan, you know. But you don't need yeah. it because you're doing it organically. And those things will take care of themselves. Like, or they'll, Or you'll solve those problems when they come. But you're learning through the doing, yeah. and then you'll get feedback from people. Yeah, and, but you, but you both have great voices and personalities for it, and great, you know, energy. And you know, obviously, there's a million podcasts, but you have your friends, and that's where you start. Yeah, yeah. And the place is from a marketing guru guys, Seth Godin, who said that you should always start something with the smallest viable market. And if the smallest viable market means you have 10 friends and you know that these are the people that you're going to say, hey, I'm doing this, I think you might be into it, then that's great. Those 10 people will listen to it. And for me, I say, oh, maybe my former students would be interested if I put a podcast together. So I wrote this whole wonderful little introduction that's like, you know, to like a letter to my former students saying, hey, here's who I've been, here's who you were to me, here's that who I, I, you know, may have been to you and and maybe you want to continue the journey with me and here's what my podcast will be. But uh, and I think this year is going to be the year, whether it's a book or a podcast or, you know, Instagram posts or whatever the hell, I don't know. Make it the year. Yeah. You have a lot of insight. Yeah. and a knowledge that you can give. Because at the end of the day, words are power. Yeah. And we're really influenced by what people tell us. So I think it could be a good thing for you. Well, I appreciate that. And I appreciate the opportunity to sit with you on this bus. In the middle of who knows where, because time's a construct. Continuation of the winding river. And, yeah. Uh, no, I'm honored. It's, it's nice to. We're honored to nice have to gotten you. <laughs> did Did you like the evite? Yeah. I like the evite. Yeah. I didn't. I think. I think it all. I think the picture came through in my phone. Okay. Oh, okay. Because I mean, we didn't have great service. Right. Yeah. Right. But I got. I got the picture. <laughs> yeah. Good. So, so thank you so much for coming on. And listening to our episode. Do you have any final words? No, I hope the audio is, is reasonable for the <laughs> bus. It might be hard to listen to, but 
it's really authentic, so authenticity is a good thing. So thank you for your authenticity and for having me. Uh, yeah. oh, keep trekking on the river yeah. of life. <laughs> yes. And thank you, Mr. Blonder, for coming on.